What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 63 of the podcast. I'm your host, Peter Bessie, joined, as always, this time, by the Fanatics 4! Hey, yeah. finally. Of course, the, that's us. The Pete boycott can end now. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Parker. <laughs> <laughs> the ironic thing about about that whole, you know, meme feud is mm-hmm. that Parker was on the show way before you with his jingles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's it's true. true. Your yeah. voice has been on the show ages ago, the very mm-hmm. first game that game. <laughs> well, look at that. Oh, it's quite fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, if you want to do this entire episode in a British accent, nope. go for it. I think the <laughs> listeners, they're, they're used to it, you know? Like, yeah, we're I, mean, I figured, American... you know, for at least a little while, getting, like, some of the flavor in there so it's not so abnormal not having any kind of Brit on um, would be, you know, pretty important. But um, it's not going to last very long because I don't want to do it. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm done. That's way better than the times that I've been made to do it by our listeners or Steve. I've heard so. yours and Steve's and it's, it's very fun, if nothing else. Steve's American accent is my favorite thing in the world. It was, man, the one time especially, like the first time it happened, glorious. I loved it so much. It's- it's he just sounds exactly like John Wayne by accident, <laughs> and it's amazing. It's it's just amazing. But anyway, uh, I'm glad we could finally have you on the show proper. Yeah. Parker, welcome. Me too. Hello. Thanks. And AJ, oh AJ, this is your first time too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's yeah, a double that's, gag. Uh, <laughs> <both ways. laughs> But anyway, uh, so last week, uh, me and me and some of the other guys here at Lupots went over and took over your show. So it's only fitting that you guys came and well, I won't I won't let you fully take over mine, but you're here. You're here to lay it down. We'll be, you and, know what? Uh, One of these days will happen. I'm oh you know. yeah, absolutely. I'm sure. You're definitely the first ones I'm gonna call if I ever need someone to do it. Now <laughs> you owe us at least one. <laughs> Indeed. But, uh, you know, you guys went to PAX this last week, so that's why we ended up taking over the show. We're going to talk a little bit about your PAX experience when we get into it. Uh, But before that, let me just tell you guys where you can find the show, support the show. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Uh, We are the weekly Nintendo podcast of LootPots.com. If you guys want to follow along, you can subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If there's somewhere where you like to get them and we're not there, let us know and we'll get there. Uh, other than that, if you want to connect with all the other kind of content we're doing, head over to loopots.com, follow at loopots on Twitter, head over to the YouTube channel. Uh, you know, you guys know how to internet at this point. Um, <laughs> so let's jump into what we're playing this week. That's how we often like to start the show. AJ, you've been on before. Parker, you haven't. That's true. So what have you been playing? Oh, man. Uh, oh, you wouldn't even believe. Not not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? You mean that when you went away for four days to play video games that you came uh, home and had other things to do? Yeah, I mean, I've barely this past... Uh, otherwise, in general, just to catch people up, you know, I'm sure most of your listeners haven't listened to our podcast. So uh, I've been playing in general Nino Cooney, um, but that's I'm not even that far into it. I just finished finally finishing uh divinity original sin which i know steve has yet to start playing and it is fantastic so if anybody was listening and waiting for steve to start giving a review i'll give a preview that it's great but as far as this last (laughs) week yeah i mean i've really just stuff a packs and then otherwise it's been way too busy to actually play stuff so hopefully this weekend that changes back around all right cool we'll get into what you guys or what you got to play at packs anyway yeah Um, because who knows maybe aj didn't play anything Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you wrote for me in the notes guess guess pete so i have to guess what you've been playing i'm gonna guess that you've been playing smash yes yeah okay yeah. great 
he gave me the nod, which like I can't. It's funny. it's funny. It's funny because it's like being on the, like in the video call. I, I it's like I keep having to remind myself this is not video. This is not video. You know what? It happens. But yes, it does. Smash Brothers. Um, I told myself that I was going to play Luigi's Mansion on the plane, but I turned on Luigi's Mansion on the plane, and I was like, I don't know where I'm at, and I don't want to like <laughs> spend the time to like figure it out and like refamiliarize myself yep. on the airplane. So I just, you know, so like I'm just gonna play with Biola. Yeah, man. Yeah, I plan to play stuff on the plane do. too, and on the way there. I was sitting next to a kid that I just didn't want to pick my switch up next oh, to. Oh yeah, because I was like, I'm just gonna. He was, yeah. He seemed like I don't know. Just did you take your phone out? I yeah, I did. That's the um, test. He didn't ask you if you had any games on that. You could have oh, pulled so out the right. switch. I could have pulled out the switch, but yeah, I was like, and I just slept most of the time. And then on the way back, I just listened to your sweet, sweet voice, Pete. So uh, talking on our podcast, Aww. yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but yeah, I, you would have thought prime opportunity, but. Yeah, I always plan to play games on the plane, and it's like a, it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah, you know? totally, 100%. The last couple times I went, I did sink some serious time, but I remember when I went on uh, my last like vacation at the beginning of last year, I had all these games I brought to play, and I just read Jason Schreier's book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, <laughs> the entire time uh-huh. instead. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to read like a chapter, and then I was just like, I'm totally grossed in this, and I read it for the rest of the vacation. I, barely I need to read much. that. I've heard great things. I mean, oh, yeah. from you guys, but in general, I've heard great things, so I need to... I don't yeah. even read that much, but it would be really interesting. Even even if you're not a big reader, like if you are interested in game dev at all, it's uh, it's, I think, a really, really informative look is there an the audio version of that there is an audiobook oh, I think. the audiobook there you uh, go Parker. we'll do it that's a workaround found a loophole um, on the loop yeah parts. i will never ever stop pimping that book it is so good <laughs> Every, everyone who like is in like if you're listening to the show right now if you listen to your show like you guys will enjoy that book yeah. i think it's a what about you pete what you've been playing uh, so I've been um, playing Resident Evil 2 Remake uh, the last couple weeks, and I've talked about it a little bit on the show. Uh, Steve and I talked about it on After Dark last week, and uh, I'm, I've am i been really enjoying it, but I've run into kind of a problem with it where... You after got spooked. A, well, yeah, like after a long work day, I'm just like, yo, I this game's too stressful. Mm, <laughs> you know, like it's that. real scary, and it's all about resource management, and when mm-hmm. I am already like on edge from a, a, a long day, it's like... I don't, I don't want to do this, you yeah. know. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, that's how you're gonna feel all the time with Animal Crossing, though. Like, ooh, spooky, true, stressful. <laughs> no, it's the exact opposite. You always like, know, man. You always got that debt hanging over your head, dude. <laughs> well, it's just like real life. Exactly. Oh, control it in Animal Crossing. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Uh, oh, yeah. it's like it's like wish fulfillment of being like, what if I was able to own property and pay down my debts? <laughs> And now that Isabel's in Smash Brothers, you could probably just forward smash them, dude. It'll be great. <laughs> there you go. It'll be great. Uh, but because of that, I went back and started playing Katamari Damacy Reroll for mm-hmm. no good reason. Like, I just popped it on uh, recently and w- and since then have been playing it nice. whenever I'm too stressed out to play. Is Resident this your Evil. first time playing it or did you play it back in the day? Uh, so I played it back in the day um, a little bit. Uh, okay. A friend of mine was like a huge Katamari fan, and I remember playing the original on PS2, you know, and like I beat it in like you know a weekend when we were hanging out or something like that, mm-hmm. and that was kind of my 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 major exposure to the series. I think I played like one or two other ones, but they were always like it was always a game that he had, and I played at his house, you mm-hmm. know. 
So I've always I've always dug it, but I was never a huge Katamari guy. Yeah. Uh, but when they announced that they were doing reroll, I jumped on that like pretty soon after it came out, and um, and was like real into it for a while, and like now I'm here I am beating it again just <laughs> because it's just a super relaxing game, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. The art style is so pleasing. Like the music is like ninety percent bops. And it's like it's a very like satisfying, you know. It's Arcadian. It's very satisfying though to just yeah. like you have that clear sense of progression. Mm-hmm. And even if you like have a bad run, it's never not fun to play. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh okay, whatever. I'll do it again. Yeah, that's fun. It's a good game. It's very much fulfilling like the the role that I want Animal Crossing to fill for me. You know, uh, I where thought you were like, gonna say it's very much fulfilling my power fantasy of rolling everything up to my <laughs> of, of just crushing the world <laughs> underneath me. <laughs> As well, uh, shit. but yeah, that's that's it for me. Really, uh, I've I've been doing a lot of Katamari, and I'm hoping that I'll find the. Uh, the, the will to finish RE2 before Animal Crossing rolls around in 15 days now. Bless up. Yep. Man, that's so close. I'm, yeah, this is, I've said before, this is my first Animal Crossing, so I'm pretty excited to, we tried it out at PAX, um, so that was my first experience ever actually laying hands on Animal Crossing. It's not, so not a good place I know. to experience it. For- yeah. yeah. But I am excited to, you know, get into it, see what's going on. Uh, I like Stardew Valley a lot. This is different but similar ish so yeah definitely in like the same the same genre for sure yeah yeah exactly so so you know speaking of what we'll we'll jump right into the news let's get into it let's talk about your pax experience um so overall like before we get into like what games you guys checked out and what you thought about them how did you guys feel about pax east in general i know aj you'd been before but parker this was your first time right you got it yes that is correct (laughs) what what was what was the overall kind of like like what was how did you feel about the vibe of the show? Did you enjoy it? Was like the crowd too much for you? Like what was PAX East for you guys? I always like PAX. I come to PAX with like a game plan and like I feel like Parker was like he got to a point where he was like frustrated <laughs> cuz I was like I'm just here to play Animal Crossing and then after I do that my content is done. I'm just here to hang out after that. <laughs> because uh, literally that's what it was like i made the, the animal crossing video it was the most viewed video of our past 10 videos by a huge margin and that's why i came to play animal crossing because i knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. um but outside of that it was just hanging out dude all the like content creator friends that we have that we don't get to see because we're all over the place uh so that's what it was for me mm-hmm. I, I think play. yeah for me uh for me it was I think my expectations were that most of it was going to be like most of the purpose of going was like hang out with AJ and Dan and Bob and Alyssa, um, who we already know, but then play a lot of games and stuff. And while we did play a bunch of games, that definitely wasn't like the main thing, I think, in retros or like once I got there, I realized, okay, it actually more is about hanging out with the people that I know in this environment, but also meeting a lot of new people and like making connections with developers, but also other content creators or whatever. Um, So that was and I just I like meeting people in general, whether it's meeting people in person that I've known online for a while or um, meeting people for the first time and kind of forging connections there. So. Yeah, I think that was that for me. There definitely, I mean, it was busy. There were a lot of people there. I don't know how it compares to other years, but um, it was it was busy. And it was nice that we could cut in line in some of the places where we could be like, hey, we're media things. And one thing that I thought was funny 
was just the difference in culture between the huge companies there like Nintendo and the like tiniest devs where there's kind of a sliding scale where Nintendo, if I went up and was like, what's up? I'm a content creator. They'd be like, I don't even care. Have fun in line. (laughs) So like there's that. But then like medium level developers like, or, you know, bigger indies or whatever. So like Yacht Club, for example, I went up and was like, hey, I'm a content creator. Is it, do you have any media appointments left? And they were like, yeah, we'll see if we can slot you in. Um, and so that was good. And then there were like tiny indie devs where it was like piranhas or whatever, where I just was walking past and be like, hello, would you like to yeah. hear about They're like, please, game? please give us some attention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that was, that was just funny. Um, cause also like, you know, I'm just a guy who does videos with some other people that do videos and podcasts and stuff. But like the fact that they could see on our badges that like you guys do things, we'd like some attention from you. Was yeah. uh, was just interesting um, by contrast to the big ones too. So it was a good time, all in all. Yeah, yeah. Getting to be press is fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> at those kinds of events, like when you do get those little those little perks and those little moments of like, oh wow, people care. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we also had like a little bit of the peak of like you know uh, like old school like game press stuff where it's like we're going to take you to our hotel and it's going to be because the we fog, did yeah. Yeah. they were like we had one of those we're gonna, that was fun. you know like we're going to Uber you to the hotel and then do that whole thing and I was like all right they're I mean it was it was deep <laughs> that's uh, cool. But yeah, that was cool for for you to be able to experience on your first time ever going to one partner. That was the first time that ever happened with me. <laughs> so had yep. you ever been to any kind of convention before, Parker? Or was this like nope. your first convention? This was it. The first. Oh, wow, damn. I mean, that I can think of. Definitely first within like video game, anything or whatever. Like maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think this was it. Um, yeah, I, so it was I, good. I'm just like, I don't even know how I would engage with a convention outside of like being media because yeah. that's all i've done whenever i went to uh yeah i could see going with friends and having a good time doing that that could be fun um but especially going for all four days like i don't feel like there was four days worth of demos to try out and stuff like that yeah, especially you know? if you're just playing them to play them like you're right i would have yeah. and we talked about this i would have never played animal crossing just to play it as just like a fan of animal crossing mm-hmm Sure. Yeah. I, it's weird. Cause <clears throat> I've never totally understood that either. Like I definitely get going to a, con- I, so I've never been to a pack, so I can't speak to packs, but I have been to Pax 2021. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm there. I'm definitely down to go next time. We, uh, we were like too late to get our applications <laughs> in this time. Um, which was my fault. Sorry guys. <laughs> but, um, I've been to other read pop events, uh, as like both, Comic-Con. yeah, like New York comic-con or like, um, I've gone to like Wizard World and stuff like that. And I like for the first couple of years I was going to New York, I was going as a fan and then like I transitioned to press. Mm-hmm. Um so like I definitely and all my friends who go just go as civilians, you know, unless mm-hmm. like, normies. <laughs> um yeah, exactly. So like I can totally get like I can see going the whole going for like four days and being there the entire time and standing in lines to play demos. Mm-hmm. I don't because I've yeah. never been like a wait in line person. I think I understand, you know? understand uh-huh. Comic-Con more because I feel like that's a lot more focused on like, you know, like major panels and stuff. Like you see the next right. lineup of MCU mm-hmm. movies and all that stuff. Sure. Uh, or like go watch the episode of the, the first se- premiere of like a season of a show that you like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they do have games that you can play and wait in line for. Or like you get autographs. Like there's all these different things where you can kind of be like, today I'm going to go to the shops. Today right. I'm going to go get autographs. Mm-hmm. Today I'm going to do this. Exactly. Whereas but like... I- 
I feel PAX like, seems more Yeah, PAX is like focused. so much less about that. There were like maybe mm-hmm. two or three panels that I'm like, oh, I can see somebody coming to that. Yeah. Like there I was mean, there a were a Doom lot Eternal of panels. Panel, but, mm-hmm. And there was like the uh, Platinum Games panel. And then there was a Final Fantasy VII panel. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it just seems like, you know, like creators panels and stuff like that. Like not something that I could see flying out to see. It's not Marvel, you know, mm-hmm. like that sort sure, of thing. Sure, Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think because, like, Comic-Con's so broad, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's all these different things. So you mm-hmm. get, like, there's anime fans, there's comic fans, there's movie people, like, mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Whereas, I'm also like, curious yeah. as, like, because we were mostly Nintendo fans going, um, there were also, like, some, I don't know, seemed like tournament kinds of things going yeah. on that's, like, whole like the different Brahala world that I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, that, and, like, whatever's going on at PAX Rising or PAX Arena, whatever that was, where it's, like, tons of people on computers doing something or other, I don't know. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, like, last year, Nintendo had a, a Smash Brothers tournament. Oh, gotcha, and yeah. And Splatoon. Smash mm-hmm. Brothers and Splatoon tournaments at the PAX Rising, PAX Arena. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, big picture, that was sort of my experience of PAX was, uh, yeah, it was just great to hang out with people and and to play some demos and get to know people as well. It's a good old time. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's jump into the games and the demos that you guys got to to check out. So, AJ, you already you teased it a little bit earlier, but uh, you had a video this week on on the Fanatics Four channel uh, where you talked about the fact that you guys got to play Animal Crossing. I have a question here from uh, Chewy from uh, the Discord, also What's up, Chewy, Chewy? Nintendo on YouTube. Um, he says. Ask them to tell us every single thing they learned about Animal Crossing when they played at PAX. <laughs> uh, I think the, the only thing that I like that I was like, oh, I didn't expect this was how seamless it is to switch between players. Like everything mm. else was like pretty much like, oh yeah, this is Animal Crossing, and this is what I expected from the direct, like the look of the museum and like right. how the like tra- uh, like the um the whole thing of like upgrading the house and craft and stuff. And it's like, yep, that's how I expected it to work. But I <laughs> thought for whatever reason, it was going to be some dumb clunky, like uh way to switch between players, but it's literally just shaking your controller and then pressing A and being like, I'm the leader. And then you just go back and forth between that's that cool. all local mm-hmm. multiplayer. So that was cool. That is like very seamless. That said, I will literally never play that game like that in my life. <laughs> Ever. Yeah. I don't, I don't see myself doing that either. I mean, like mm-hmm. maybe, Maybe on some level, but no, no, I really won't because yeah. my 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 partner Sarah is also going to play it, and she's going to have her own exactly her own copy, right? So like, we'll just play with two switches, exactly. Yep. That's definitely that, the way to the do it. Thing, for like, sure. I feel like because we talked about it, and we didn't really specifically mention that in like the you know like after we played it, we like did the whole like round table situation that's in my video, um, yeah. well parts of it, uh, and I like we I don't think we did a great job of underscoring how different the local hmm. multiplayer is going to feel in a negative way uh, <laughs> than the online multiplayer. Because it's like, uh, generally, it's similar, but it's completely different because you have your own, you have control over what you do. And if you're in somebody's island, they can give you the ability to like, you know, have carte blanche with mm-hmm. it. And, like, if it you kind of feels to me like, and, you know, the difference between like, if I had to do some yard work and like Pete, you came and we're like, I'm going to go hang out with you while you're doing yard work. And I was just like pulling weeds and would hand you weeds and yes. stuff. And you're just standing there and it's like, okay, well, you're not really helping. You're kind of just standing around sort of doing a thing as opposed to like, I'm going to do the weeds. You go over there and do this completely right, other thing. Yeah, exactly. And so like, and it, together. And it's, it's not even as much as like, you could be looking around and being like, hey, can I, I gra- I'll grab some weeds while you grab weeds. It's like no, no, no don't yeah. touch them until I hand them to you. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't touch them until I give it to you first. Uh huh. 
So, yeah. which is, I will be interested to see kind of how this gets used because it really does feel like, I mean, uh, Dan said in the video too, like, feels like a big brother situation where it's like, all right, little Johnny, go ahead and give it a shot and I'll just be hanging around here doing things. I can't really envision that vibe in a four player scenario, whereas I, I can in a two player scenario. I you know, think like, that, yeah. This, so that's, this feels like something that you do because you have to and not because you want to. <laughs> that's like, fun. this that's is true. this is the thing where it's like the parents are like, play Animal Crossing, and then they're arguing about who's playing. Well, we'll do this mode, and then you do what you want to do, and like your little brothers uh -huh. and stuff can play too. But then it'll be their turn, and they'll be the leader, and they'll do uh -huh. what they want to do, and blah, blah, blah. Not necessarily something that's like, you know what? I really want to do. I want us to all congregate in my house <laughs> and play freaking Animal Crossing locally. Yep. Like, yeah, I, I. It's funny because uh, I, I watched the video um, that you guys put out or that you put out, and um, I. I th as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oof!" That very much validates all the things <laughs> I've been thinking since the first time they showed it. Where I'm just like, I don't. I've never thought that multiplayer Animal Crossing was like a super appealing idea in general. But, like, the idea of local, like, we all need to be on the same screen at the same yeah. time. It's like, how's anyone going to get anything done? Yeah. You yep. know? It's just yeah. going to feel like a free-for-all the whole time. And there's exactly. there's a lot of limitations on what the non-leader can do anyway. Like, you can't pick stuff up. You can't um, chop down trees. I don't know, all that kind of stuff. So, so it's like, what are you even doing? You yeah. can't you can, dig holes. You I, can, can, I can sit. You can sit. You better believe it. You can emote. No, wherever you unless want. Unless it's broken. some places. Because Dan was trying to do the emotes and stuff, and it just didn't work. I don't know if that's <laughs> a, a, like in development situation or uh -huh. if it was like you gotta like unlock them or something yeah. i don't know but that said the rest of the game i mean again this being my first animal crossing game seems like and aj was saying too like the best version of animal crossing that there could be like i don't um we haven't really outside of like save data kind of stuff or you know weird limitations around those there don't seem to be any drawbacks in new horizons compared to other ones that, how it seems even with that i don't even know if that's like something that would make it a worse Animal Crossing game than before. Because, yeah, like, right. it's not like you could have multiple islands or whatever on past Animal Crossing games. You had to buy a whole nother game <laughs> with, like, New <laughs> yeah. Leaf and stuff like that, you know? Uh, so, eh. yeah. Uh, also, like, I don't think... It, on. I don't know why they brought this game. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> because, like, from a coverage standpoint, <laughs> it makes it feel like you're you had to be more negative than you you should you know mm. because like it, yeah. you can't get the appeal of it unless you've already played the games and like yeah. I, I feel like i spent most of the video like the, the the one like the unedited that we shot trying to explain to everybody like i know it feels like it's it's it sucks but it's great dude i'm i promise you <laughs> like, it's this great this isn't what animal crossing <laughs> yeah, is like yeah like being dropped into like this random save like 25 percent of the way in and being told like hey man you can craft stuff you you want to craft decorations for my island <laughs> go for it you know it's like, yeah nah, yeah nah. Yeah, it, I, I've talked about this on this show quite a bit with Animal Crossing, where I I was kind of of the opinion before we got the Direct, I was like, I don't even know that we'll get a Direct before it comes out, because, like, do you need one? Like, I don't mm -hmm. feel like Animal Crossing is a game that previews very well, or that is, like, made for demoing, mm -hmm. and, you know, and I you guys kind of said that in the video, too, yeah. where it's kind of a weird game to, to show at that capacity, but in the same breath, like, people want to play it, and like to the point that you said, like you put out your video uh -huh. where you're like, I played Animal Crossing and people ate it up because 
people are ravenous for this game. Yeah. So it's and in the same way that I felt like, oh, do we really need a direct? When we got the direct, it was like, wow, actually there was a lot that they could show. Yeah, it was. I felt like, too, like they like, definitely needed the direct. The direct one thousand percent needed to happen because they didn't. There's a lot of like core stuff to Animal Crossing that they didn't talk about at all that like nobody could speak to like the events and you know like the terraforming yeah, and everything like mm-hmm. all that stuff but as far as like physically playing it I don't think you need to do that unless you're given like a couple hours and you start from the beginning yeah because then mm-hmm. you, you're able to understand like okay there's progression yeah. here and that's the point of it Mm-hmm. I feel like even showing it at a capacity where it would be like, hey, like you get to even if it was just for 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like they could give it to you not necessarily like a f- as far in as it sounds like you were, but like maybe where it's just like, all right, cool. All of your skills have been unlocked now. Like you can go and just like fool around and like try to answer some of the questions that you might have for yourself. And like don't do it in multiplayer, <laughs> you know? And like I get that that's going to yeah. make it so less people can play, yeah. but more people would probably walk away with a, like a better opinion of it. Yep. Because that's really the way the game's meant to be played. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally true. And like having seen, I watched the Nintendo Life preview where Alex had played it today. Um, and it sounds like in that he did get that exact experience of playing really early on for a little bit and then kind of midway through for a little bit and then like terraforming level late game. I don't that's know exactly if that's, what I'd want. Which is like, that's perfect. You get kind of a little bit of everything and on a single player um you know, just experience, which is helpful. It is funny. The people in my group, um, cause it's, it was four people per group, one Nintendo rep and three other people. Um, so it was me. And then one guy that was like excited to be playing, but also like considerate and stuff. And like, he was like, Oh, well I've been the leader for a bit. Does anybody else want to be the leader? And then the third dude was like, I am here for animal <laughs> crossing. I played this demo yesterday and like was all about it. And like anytime, you know, anytime he was the leader, he's like, I'm beelining it for whatever this thing was, which I thought was just so funny. That um, sounds like Chewy. I wonder if that was him. <laughs> <laughs> hey Chewy, what's up? It was nice to meet you. Did he go to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it was a fun time. I'm excited about it. Um, it looks really good uh, visually and all that stuff too, and it's cute. And I'm glad you're gonna you're gonna give it a try. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. Where's your hype level at for it, AJ? I'm there, dude. Give me the game. I want to <laughs> play with all my friends. I want to freaking give the stupid raccoon his money. And <laughs> Yeah, man. I know DJ and I really want to get uh, like a regular like community stream going where like we all hop on and do some multiplayer and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you guys will have to come and join us. <sighs> That'll be fun. I'm in. I want to play down on everyone's island. I'm, I'm going to get together and exchange fruit, you know, exactly. like we're all about to become millionaires. <laughs> <laughs> I told Bob, I'm going to like, I'm going to go on his island and just fill it with potholes. I'm just going to like trap him in his house. <laughs> <sighs> yep. So you mentioned before, Parker, that mm-hmm. you went to Yacht Club Games booth. I did. Did you I, play Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon? I sure did. Okay, what's up? How you it was good. About it? Yeah, so I I made sure to go to Yacht Club specifically for you. Also, just because like I, did, I, I specifically there. asked, but you. I, was I was like, like I mean, I've got to go for Pete. So um, and Max, you know, um, ah, Pete. Max is and we're, can- we're canceling Max. <laughs> his days with Cyberbullet. And it's funny because him and I made a truce before we went mm. on your show where, like, the beef is squashed. And now he's just cyberbullying other people at Lupot. Wait, so you turned vegetarian? I'm not about to stand for that. The beef the beef was squashed now? Wow, look at that. Like, squash, Like, the food. That's the joke. Boom. All right, I'm done. 
<laughs> now I know why he wasn't on this show. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I played all three games that they that Yacht Club had: um, Shovel Knight Dig, uh, Cyber Shadow, and Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, and they were all quite fun. Uh, Cyber Shadow had two different levels. One was easy, and one was hard. And the hard one was quite hard, and the easy the one, one was, was really easy. Because yeah, the easy one is what I played at last year's yeah. PAX. And it was and like, another, yeah. I definitely did not die on the easy level, but the hard level, I died quite a lot. Um, and it was fun. Yeah, the it it feels good. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's I've never actually, no, I played a little bit of a Ninja Gaiden game uh, on the NES on the NSO. But uh, yeah, I guess it's kind of based off that. But yeah, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, I it reminds me, and I think you guys might have said this yourselves, it reminds me a little bit of... So, uh, not Celeste. Goodness, I keep doing that. Um, Kings of Hyrule <laughs> meets like um, Wario's Woods slash other things a little bit, but definitely the Cadence of Hyrule influence in there. Uh, and it's a roguelike, which I didn't pick up on in the trailer, but I picked up in playing it that it's sure. like that. Um, I don't know. Do you have any questions about it? I don't know what to. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So. How do the roguelike, because I know it's a roguelike from Mm -hmm. them telling me it's a roguelike. How does that actually play out in the gameplay? Like, what are you getting through completing a a board, I guess we could call it, whatever, Mm -hmm. like a a match? And how does it make your character progress and influence later matches? So I think my understanding of it is you gained golds and whatever through playing it that you get to keep afterwards. And I could be getting some of this a little bit wrong. Um, cause this was one, I played this not during the media hour, but I was like, oh yeah, some questions about that. Um, so I think you get gold and then you can buy more things that you can unlock within the game, kind of like dead cells. Um, mm-hmm. if you played that at all. So like during the game, I, or during one of the rounds of the game, I unlocked, a um, a, sh- a shop where I got, like a weapon upgrade where it's like kind of like the spears in Cadence of Hyrule where you can like do two spaces away instead of just one space, which means you don't okay. get gam- damage from it, that kind of thing, um, which that was was helpful, except for I didn't know how to use it right at the beginning. <laughs> so I think it's that kind of thing where you unlock more things to be unlocked like in the thing. powers that affect the way that you can interact with the pieces? It seems like it. I bet there's okay. more breadth to it than that, but like kind of like, I guess, Enter the Gungeon as well, if you've played that at all. Same kind of idea where it's like, um, it's going to be, you know, different every time. But, and I also wonder, like, as I was playing through it, it just kind of automatically marches you through this world into this next world. I don't know how far that goes or any of that and how many puzzles deep you can get. I should have asked that, but I didn't think to. Um, but yeah, that seems to be it from what I've gathered. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. Um, and then you said you played Shovel Knight Dig. I did. Well, what did you think about that one? It was good. Also another roguelike, um, as it turns out. It was... I didn't know that that one was a roguelike as well. Yeah. I know it's like an arcade kind of... It is. You know. So it's like you go down by a certain amount, uh, or you know, you've got to like travel down a big tunnel sort of thing. Um, and there's... Every time you play through the... Um, there are sections that they've built out, but then they're you know randomly generated what comes after what, essentially. And sort of like, I guess, what is it? Um, 
Super Meat Boy Forever, I think, is like that, where it's like mm. it's sort of randomly generated, but it's like pre-built sections, and then it just randomly generates which sections are going to show up. And then when you get down to the end of a section, you have to collect cogs as you go through, or you can collect cogs, and those allow you to uh, get better upgrades or that kind of thing. There's like a bunch of gold and then the gold you can use in shops that'll appear here and there. And there were a lot of secrets. I didn't notice some of them as I was going through, but like walls that are slightly breakable to do things or whatever. And there's also like, you can't really take your time going down either because there's always some kind of threat looming. So one of the times okay. there was like a chainsaw sort of thing that if you stayed standing too long, it would start to chase you. And I asked like, if I go fast enough, will that stay all the way up there? Does that rubber band? And he said, kind of rubber bands. So like, oh, there's geez. always a bit of pressure. It's not like really bad. You know, it doesn't feel like an auto scroller in Mario kind of a thing where it's like the wall's right there, but sort of that idea. <laughs> but and it's then, like, it, it's making it so that you can't think too much about your next move. Exactly. And he was like, cause you don't that's really cool. need to. Cause it's just, you know, like if you die, you just start again and that's fine. So it's not really a, um, it's not that kind of a game in any case where it's like everything's super thought out and whatever. And then when you get to the end of a section, you can choose between two different paths to go down that are two different kinds of environments or something like that, I guess. Okay. They had one of them blocked off every time. So every time I went through like Mushroom Mines 1 and then Mushroom Mines 2, but I guess I could have gone to the right if they didn't have it blocked off and it would have been something different. That's interesting. Indeed. It kind of almost reminds me of... Um... Like Downwell meets Dig Dug, yeah, a little bit. Yep. <laughs> Downwell was the first that. thing that I thought of when I saw yeah, me this too. game. Nice. Um, yep. I, I didn't even know that they like described it as a roguelike either. Um, yeah, I didn't know until I was talking to him. Maybe and maybe that was something I, that I, was I like, knew it was so... procedurally generated. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's like enough for them to be like, "Yep, roguelike <laughs> procedurally generated." It's a roguelike. <laughs> I think the roguelike element of it is the. Um, a same kind of a thing where you gain more you're trying to get as far as you can and you gain more um gold to be able to unlock new abilities to buy because there's a shop at the way top as well so you can mm -hmm. go there and buy things like permanent okay. upgrades of sorts uh so and there you go yeah that does remind me a lot of downwell that sounds good i'm yep. i'm very excited for both of those and then um so the other one, Cyber Shadow. Cyber Shadow. What? Like you said that the hard level was really hard. Mm -hmm. Did you like how challenging it was or did it feel more like like on, on a spectrum of hard? Is it closer to Shovel Knight or Celeste? Mm, I, I think it's like a Shovel Knight hard. Yeah. Like, okay. a, like towards the end of Shovel Knight. Yeah. Kind of hard. It's like challenging, but yeah. not like. I don't think it's like. I don't think that when you beat this game, it's going to be like, finally, after 37 attempts on this one section <laughs> yeah. of this level, I won't. I don't think it's like. Uh -huh. bad. Because it's long levels, too. Like, and they have a checkpoint and a boss and stuff like that, but it's in the sense. Because Celeste is really like, yeah, you just try one little section over and over again it's until one you finally get at a time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, whereas this is longer sections than that. So, the I think part of what's hard about it is just thinking about stuff as you go through and enemy placement is challenging sometimes and like the kind of enemies that they are and stuff so you just need to kind of work around that and somewhat resource management because you've got um health but then also like special like mana or whatever to be able to use special attacks yeah. and so sort of managing how you use that is probably important but cool yeah something like i'm that. very excited about that game like i i was interested in yeah. it no matter what just because Jakob's publishing it so like mm -hmm. i want to I, I want to give it a, a look if they think it's worthwhile. But uh, seeing that last trailer, 
at their presentation, I was just like, this this game has a really tight aesthetic. Yeah, and you I know, didn't like get to the boss fight of the level that I played, um, but is I there saw a boss some... fight in every level? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. Okay. Wait, didn't um, they say that there? Oh no, that might have been. Uh... Pocket. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people said that at different demos, and I'm like melding them all together. But I feel like they did say that there was a boss fight at the end of every level, and that they just didn't have them they, in the demo or something. But that might have been. They, I don't know. They might have said there's a boss fight at every at the end of every level, or they said there's a boss fight at the end of the two demo levels because there was one at the end of the easy level, and then the hard one there was one. I just didn't get to it, but I saw somebody else playing it at one okay. point, um, and it looked challenging but cool. It was like a big water dragon kind of thing and you have platforms you need to stand on but it keeps destroying the platform so you have to create new platforms sort of and yeah fun times that reminds me of that one uh there's that one boss fight in cuphead with like the bugs with the leaves it's kind of like that Mm, yeah yeah, sounds like it interesting yeah Yeah, i'm very very much looking forward to that one i'm I'm glad it's coming out this year disappointed it's coming out this fall (laughs) true (laughs) it's like guys come on now there's nothing right now give it to me give it to me two weeks ago no kidding but yeah and then we played that was it from yacht club we played or i played a bunch of other stuff but we probably don't have time to get into all of them what were like the standouts because those are all the games that i was like i need to ask you about so (laughs) like from everything else that you guys played what are like the one or two like highlights that really stood out to you that you think people should uh keep an eye out for fogs yeah fogs what is it yeah fogs is dope it's hilarious fogs it's spelled p-h-o-g-s like it's physics dogs dogs. but scrunched up into one word it's like cat dog but dog dog it is (laughs) it's exactly that and it's multi it's you can play it by yourself but it's way better co-op yeah Um, i don't know why you would play by yourself yeah i don't i mean it's like a 3d puzzler kind of thing but like real lighthearted and uh, honestly looking at it ahead of time i was like i don't i feel like this game is gonna maybe kind of suck and then playing it i was like <laughs> no nope, this you. was awesome i liked it a lot what is it called it's called fogs p-h-o-g-s spell that for me one more time p-h-o-g okay <laughs> fogs i was like i could not understand like how you were saying it i was like what is it? Is it fogs with an F? And then I'm like, there's an H in there? Like, what? I just want to see this thing. Yeah. I mean, it's straight up cat dog, but it's double dogs, you know? It's, yeah, it's it literally dog, is dude. that. It's two dogs. Yep. And so it's... Oh, it's, okay. So it's like a cooperative platform. Exactly. Thing. And it's more puzzly than platformy. I mean, like, there's platforming yeah. elements for sure. Um, but you don't have a jump button exactly. You kind of do. How dare but... you? How dare <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like there's like one thousand percent a jump button in this game. <laughs> it looks like two player like Snake Pass. That's yeah. Kinda, that's what yeah. AJ was saying that too. Yeah. They, uh Yes. I think <laughs> there's things that like differentiate it and make yeah. it more than that. But it's more fun. I feel like in a sense <laughs> than Snake Pass is in terms of like more you know kind of upbeat movement, whereas Snake Pass is very yeah, like slow, moving, methodical. Moving in Snake Pass is kind of like the friction, right? Like it's the the thing yeah. that you have to like overcome. Whereas mm-hmm. here, it's not really like it's not frustrating to move as the falls. Yeah, and honestly, okay. one thing that like as Bob and I were playing together, um, the way that when you're playing as I would have imagined that playing as the two heads of a two-sided dog would have been te- or like I don't know not work very well as two people it and like be yeah but it they do a great job it of like so somehow it sort of like uh sort of averages out your controls or something like that so it always feels like oh even though we're moving that direction and I was trying to move this other direction 
I guess I was kind of trying to move that direction. Like it feels good okay. somehow, uh, but it's fun. It's, cool. it's a good old time. Yeah. So that's both of your number one pick. The yeah, I think for other than wow. yeah, I think so. Hey, What's that game coming out? They said it should June, be June. June. Yeah, yeah, there's not a set date, but that's kind of what they were telling everybody. And they were they weren't just telling press people that they were telling just anybody. So um, yeah, it looks like it's been because uh, I'm seeing like trailers as far back as 2017. So they've been working on this one for a minute. Yeah, yeah, it started like it started out as like just the team and it was like what they said it was like two people working on the it's like game. yeah two or three people something and like that. then uh coat sync who's the publisher they picked it up and then they like you know threw some developers at them and then we're like hey we'll help you guys finish this game blah blah, blah. and then you know yep it's at where it's at now mm-hmm. um in terms of like it's coming out this year <sighs> yeah man but uh some other just like spitfire ones spitfire and our rapid fire ones that i played um with very quick impressions the red lantern which was in a direct a while ago and was different than i expected for it to be so that'll be interesting um that's the one where you're going down the iditarod uh oh yeah yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah it's there is no it's just decisions based it's like a survival uh, maybe roguelike i don't know but like you have to make the right choices and like do i go left or do i go right and then like what do I do about this bear? Do I try to attack it or run away? And that kind of thing. And it didn't demo well because you just go until you die once and you're going to die. So like, it doesn't feel very rewarding to demo. So I'll be interested to see how it actually pans out. Um, so when you demoed it, like how quick, how quickly did you die? How many decisions did you get to make before you were done? Probably, I like, so you have different gauges as far as like the dog's health, your health, and something else and the guy also i think he was done it was sunday so the guy demoing it i think like i didn't even ask him any questions because he was like didn't want interaction from the looks <laughs> of like, it i'm sick i have the pax box <laughs> yeah um just, pl- just play a game <laughs> so honestly i didn't do any decisions that increased any of those gauges i just went until one of the gauges was was gone which was like probably Yikes. six or seven decisions so when um, one when one gauge is totally gone you die i think so it seems like it yeah um so yeah. again like without it's <laughs> it seems like a pretty trial and error game which is not ideal for a demo so there's that we'll have to find out as it comes out other people's actual reviews will be better than my you know kind of one-off impressions but i'm very interested in that game <laughs> yeah um and other ones I also played the Wonderful 101. It's the Wonderful 101. It was a fun time. That was the first time I played it, but it was a good time. Um, I played a game called Carrion or Carrion, C-A-R-R-I-O-N from Deve- from Devolver Digital. Where you're playing and as the Monster Man. And- yeah, you're pretty much playing. Yeah, it's like you're a gore monster kind of thing, and you uh, you're like going around. It feels very much like you are a monster. It's very pixelated. You go around and like rip doors off of places, grab people and eat them and stuff, and like. People are standing there with guns so and you have to like under and around them. platforms oh, to get That's people from awesome. behind. It's, honestly, it was like, I don't know if it's my kind of game in terms of like just the feel of it, but mechanically, like it was doing what it's trying to do very well. So if that sounds at all good to you, pretty much like imagine season three of Stranger Things, but you're the bad guy. You're the um, mind flayer or whatever, like the big thing. Oh, this does look really cool. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, we played. I like that it's it's called a reverse horror experience. Yes, it was. Like that. That's a very good description of it. Um, and it's. Like, I feel like it's not even like that descriptor makes it feel like it's not 
scary to play as a mm. thing but they mm. can get you there's like people with flamethrowers and crap so it's yeah. like it's, it's scary to see them you know or yeah. like, oh shoot i gotta freaking be strategic uh-huh. now i can't just be on god mode or whatever yep <laughs> and then uh two more that i played uh wonderling which was a game from retroid which is they're kind of partnered with uh thunderful who published um, the Steam World games. Well, they were born out of the Steam World team. Yeah, um, okay. so, image and form, and then yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. So they're the publisher for Steam World Quest, and then anything Steam World moving forward as well. But um, yeah, Wonderling. It's pretty much like it's a pixel art game. It's an auto runner platformer where you pretty much play as like a Goomba who was given just the ability to jump, and then <laughs> you like. Are kind of chasing after the quote unquote good guy, but it's apparently pretty interesting as far as like, I don't know, which <laughs> are you going to side with the good guy or the bad guy? And like the writing seems really cute and quirky and stuff. So it was a good time. They gave me a cassette, like an audio cassette, um, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> That's a fun marketing tool. Yep. And then I like when I like when devs do weird stuff like I that. I know it was great. We also and then played, lastly, Fall we played Fall Guys. Yep, that yeah, was it. But that was on PlayStation, so we're yeah, not allowed so. to talk about that here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear about it if it's not on Switch. But yeah, Fall exactly. Guys is like Mario Party Royale. That's basically what yeah, it is. pretty much. All right, that sounds cool. It's me. So uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys definitely got to check out some fun stuff. Indeed. Sorry I talked about all those so long, but here we are. It was No, great. no, this is why you're here. I, there literally nothing happened this week. It's fine. <laughs> this was the news. <laughs> yep. But yeah, that was that was about it. There you go. Pax it Perfect. is. It was so the only uh the only other bit literally the only other bit of news I had this week, so th- again, thank God you guys came on, <laughs> uh, was that apparently uh, Nintendo's direct page on their website has mm-hmm. been updated again. Oh my and the god! The last time it was updated We're back again in was it. before <laughs> the Animal Crossing direct. So since you guys haven't been on the show mm-hmm. and and said this, when do you think the next direct is going to be? <laughs> I think that the next direct is going to be in 2023, and this is punishment. <laughs> For not buying Kirby Star Allies or what game? <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think Nintendo is just they're like, hey, you know what, man, we're done after Animal Crossing. Yep. We've peaked. We quit. Uh, we're this is the never end. making we're another game again. Yeah. You guys better play it. <laughs> just buy that one twice. I think honestly, with this topic, any kind of spe- for me, if I were to speculate actual speculations which I'm about to explain why I think isn't really even that helpful. It's next week or bust until a long time away. Forever, but, right? Like, but then it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just always it's like always that. that. I hope it's next um, week. But the thing is, like, yeah, it's there's been so many times. My first time on the on the Fanatics 4 podcast, directly to you, I we talked about, like, oh, it seems like a direct's around the corner, and it just makes sense at this time because this and this and this. And, like, and then we were doing that for, like, a month, and then this year theoretically been doing that off and on for three months so like i think there's there's not any kind of rhyme or reason I unfortunately every time somebody on a podcast says it just makes sense nintendo's like up oh, push it back another three weeks uh-huh. the only reason like, that oh, it makes, does it uh, yeah. oh does it make yeah. sense parker <laughs> I think the only reason that it would make sense for next week is just it's if they want to have something out for the end of their fiscal year so that like come sure. come time for um you know and that kind of stuff when they have their investors briefing and all that stuff that there's something on the books for this is what our next year looks like 
But they also don't have to do that. Like, yeah, because they're going to spend the whole call being like, Animal Crossing sold 14 <laughs> million units. Uh-huh. Also, I, I, we got into this, I think, last week on the show. Mm-hmm. But we, we were, were having some conversations, obviously, about when's the next direct. It's been this long drought and this and that. People need to, like, stop with that because <laughs> it hasn't been that long of a drought because we just had we had an animal crossing but it's direct. been 147 had, long since days we had a general direct <laughs> i know i know guys but guess what we've had two directs and a smash presentation and we had an indies direct not that long ago those mm-hmm. things still count no they like don't they not. don't count because <laughs> it's not what i want you know what you know what they're going to have a general direct, and it's not going to have a game that I want, and I'm going to be like, that didn't count. <laughs> exactly. That's Honestly, the problem. Yeah. Like, people are just like, oh, I don't care about Animal Crossing, so I want to know what comes next. It's like, well, guess what? A lot of people care about Animal Crossing, <laughs> yeah. and Nintendo really cares about it, Animal it Crossing. It baffles me. So you're going to have to wait. Like, I, like, I'm glad that everybody, because I'm one of them. I'm glad everybody loves Nintendo directs, and it feels like <laughs> Christmas and stuff like that, but at the core of it, it's an, it's an ad. It is a 40 minute ad. So for them to like be like, ah, nah, that one doesn't count because it's Animal Crossing. For, for Nintendo, that was the biggest direct that, they, that they've had in a long time. Maybe mm-hmm. even possibly bigger than some of the general directs because that's going to be what, top three best selling game this year? Maybe number one on Switch? So I don't yep. know. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, uh, unless Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Animal Crossing is the highest selling game on Switch this year. Yeah. Like, how could it not be? Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I think yeah. that I think that even I don't know I don't know I I think that it I could see Animal Crossing out selling Breath of the Wild too. That's how wild it is. I mean, because I think we talked about it before. We're like I I think so. Breath of the Wild is almost outsold Mario Odyssey, and I think in the long run, Breath of the Wild itself will have outsold Mario Odyssey. But then, if we get a Breath of the Wild two and a Mario Odyssey two, I think we'll get higher like. Mario Odyssey 2 will have sold more than Breath of the Wild 2 just because it's like it it feels like Mario Odyssey 2 feels more like a standalone game like I've only played Mario Galaxy 2 and I haven't played Mario Galaxy 1 which is a travesty I'm sure but um at the same time it's like I don't feel like I was missing much I got the idea it was great um whereas it's not like like jumping in season five of a TV right. show or whatever. Yeah, it's like or, Mario's or, Mario, you know. Yeah. Or even being like, oh, I'm gonna play like Mass Effect three and yeah. not the other two. Right. You know, exactly. like it's like you could play any Mario game di- divorced from all the other. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm really curious to see how I mean, obviously Animal Crossing is gonna sell super well. Ahead of time, I was really curious if it was gonna be kind of like a Super Mario Maker two sort of thing where like everybody was talking about how it's gonna be the biggest thing, and then it was like pretty big. But not was like, everybody saying that? I feel like the only person I heard say that was Bob, and that's because Bob's oh, like obsessed right. with it. No, I and definitely I, heard a lot of people saying I like, "Yeah, Mario, Mario Maker Two is going to be like huge." Yeah, because Mario Maker Two always read to me like a super niche thing, where it was like, it, I, "See, I definitely, I, I'm with Parker on this." Where I feel like, I feel like there was definitely that expectation because even when the Wii U was a terrible failure, <laughs> Mario Maker was a moment, right? You know? Yeah, but Mario and Maker only Wii like, U sold like. What? It's sold five million. Yeah, on exactly. A which is like half base. of what New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I mean, New U did or whatever. Like, it still sold less than. Um, it sold uh, less, yeah, but, but 
Hang put on. the attach rate for the like to your point, Parker. There's only 13 million we use. Right. So like for it to have right, right, right. percent of the what people. What I'm saying is like it. relative to all other Mario games, I think Mario Maker reads like a more niche thing, where it's like the 2D games are the ones that's like for the general public, and everybody buys those games. And then mm. it's the 3D games, and they're like the second tier. And then it goes Mario Maker. I think it's even lower than where 3D yeah. games usually fall. I, I would say that's fair, but I think the reason people were expecting more from it was just because of like what a moment the first one was and mm-hmm. it's like wow imagine that on switch with that install base, right with, exactly with all these new features and yeah i just don't think it really went that's fair yep. people wanted it to I, I just think that because mm-hmm. we have new deluxe you i was like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's going to sell more than mario <laughs> i knew immediately that said yeah, i mean that it was again sell that. <laughs> i was curious if animal crossing was going to be a similar kind of thing to mario maker and i I don't think that's going to be the case. It's, yeah, no. It because the last, the last one quite well. Sold, <laughs> the last one sold like 14 million units or something like that. And yeah. Animal oh, Crossing yeah. always does around like 10 yeah. million. It's always, it's always a gangbuster yeah. game. And you got to imagine it's going to sell real well on the Switch. Yeah. And it's going to cost more. Yeah. Again. Yes. So it's going to make a lot more money yep. too. Um, so that's, that's something else. Uh, so... Uh, I'm actually going to use this question to jump into our mailpot sec- uh, yeah. segment. So this one comes from uh, Michael Garza on Twitter, who asks, do you think people will feel satisfied when they finally get the Direct? I think after waiting so no. long, people's expectations are going to be way too high. I agree. People are never satisfied. That's the problem. Like, yeah, I think no the matter, people like, that are counting down are not going to be satisfied. If they're like, it's been 154 no. <laughs> days since the le- they're not going to be happy. There's going to be like people that don't care about like uh-huh. when the next direct is but they see it and they're like this was dope i like mm-hmm. this i like three games from this i'm gonna buy them i'm happy slightly controversial take i i mean not even contra- it's just the opposite of you guys i think that waiting this long has actually kind of helped it where it's sort of like uh, it's sort of the opposite of like a family guy joke where like it's funny and then it's not funny anymore and then it's funny again um i think with this like people were ready and then they were like mad ready and then now at this point, like the fact that we went through February without it, it kind of feels like there are definitely still some crazies out there who are like going insane for it. Yeah. But I feel like it's a lot less than it was two weeks ago. Uh, maybe All I'm, I'm saying is the regular I mean, crew of uh, Nintendo <laughs> Switch channels <laughs> that are going to say this direct sucked and i hated it they're going to make mm-hmm. a video about it i guarantee you i guarantee it really you depends on what sucks. there's <laughs> always people like that oh totally like, yeah like and that's the problem is that no matter what every direct is is someone's best direct and someone yeah it, you know so like yeah. it is what it is it, and it does depend on the content of it too i think like people in my in my opinion people two or three weeks ago were poised to hate it more than they would if it happens now because at this point, people are like, oh, I'll just take anything. But at the same time, they're just people who, like you guys said, are just going to be mad no matter what. So, like, but if it's a really good direct, maybe maybe it'll turn out better. So, fingers crossed. I mean, if it even happens at all, you know, maybe they're done with directs and they're like, here's the Call thing. We're now. done with games forever. Next direct's going to be at E3 <laughs> when E3 is canceled. And it's yep. going to be full of everybody else's games. And they're going to announce that <laughs> PS5, they're in the next Nintendo direct at E3. Uh-huh. <laughs> But yeah. All right. So uh, this next one. Um, oh, and if you want to write in for the mail pot segment, you can hit us up over on our Discord in the podcast channel. You can write to me at Pete at Lupots.com or you can hit us up on Twitter. Uh, this next one comes from Asobi over on uh, my email address. He sent two emails this week. 
One of them is a joke apology because he messed up his question in last week's show. Mm-hmm. I would usually read this on the air, but somehow we turned a no news into an almost uh, hour-long <laughs> show. But we got a lot of real questions to get to this week, Sylvie. So uh, you are forgiven. Please keep sending in your mail. And guess what? Oh, my God, you sent one anyway. So here it is. Hey there, Pete, Steve, and Pixel, or DJ the Content Lewis. Joke's on you. It's none of those losers. <laughs> Hope you're... Oh, just kidding, DJ. You're not a loser. Please keep editing the show. But everybody <laughs> else, though, definitely. <laughs> they can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're all having a nice week. Here are my weekly questions for the Mel Pot. Number one, will you be playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Remake? And what are your thoughts on it so far from the announcement and the demo, since it seems like its release is kind of happening under the radar? Um, I might play it at some point. I was a fan of the original, and I definitely... I think we talked about it after the Direct, AJ. I think that was the last time you were on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely am interested in it, and you know, I, I'd like to check it out, but it's like it's coming out at a terrible time. If it had come out a month earlier, I would definitely have played it, but it's a bright near Animal Crossing, and that's what I'm going to be playing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just made a video kind of about it. I, it wasn't really about it, but it was using it as... The reason to make a video I've been wanting to make for a while. Um, but long story short, nope, probably not. <laughs> it's um, yeah, I like Pokemon a good deal, but I We're I played Pokemon one. Right I am. That's true. <laughs> no one else can see it. Um, <laughs> every, I've played one. I played Pokemon Super Mystery Dungeon on 3DS and didn't get very far into it, and it was just like it's just not really my pace. Like I don't. Um, there was a lot of talking, and I just didn't really. I was like, no, I'm good. So I think that'll be the case for me with this one again. <laughs> so no, I will but play. It I'm happy for other people. <laughs> I'm playing. It's Pokemon, dude. Gotta do it. You True. know. You know what I mean. Yeah. And I will get to it. Eventually. I want to be a Charmander or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> My partner is a Charmander. I'm an Eevee. Mm. In the demo. Number two. Mm-hmm. What, in your opinion, is the best video game movies at movie, and what is what is the worst one? Oh. I think for me, the best one is probably Detective Pikachu. Yes, yeah, you did it. You got yeah. it right. Good job. Here's a <laughs> Pikachu saying good job for you here. Yes. He's on video. Pikachu. Nobody else can experience I, I like this. It, yeah. Um, I haven't seen Sonic yet, so can't speak to that one. Nah, but yeah. I like Detective Pikachu. Wait for Netflix, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. You have a lot of Pikachu dolls. <laughs> I two just right here for some reason. And there's a Detective Pikachu poster over there. Look at that. Yeah, I uh, I thought Sonic was fine. It was all right. Um, yeah, but fine. yeah, de- definitely Detective Pikachu is the best. I don't know that I have a worse one because I haven't seen a ton of them. Um, so I don't know. Well, yeah, the uh, Mario or Doom. I guess. I mean, could, yeah, could be Doom. I feel like those are like fun bad though. Yeah, I'm that's... trying to think of like what's one that's like not even that because like the Mortal Kombat movies aren't good, but they're fun, right? So it's like, so what's you like, just mean like mediocre. Like legitimately just about, not entertaining What about all? like the Resident Evil movies? How were they? Were they The kind of... first one is pretty good. Okay. Uh, the rest of them were. Yeah. <laughs> Tomb Raider? How did that fare? Pixels not is great. the worst video game movie. That, there we go. We <laughs> okay, found it. Cool. That's the one. There. Works for me. <laughs> uh, finally, a non-game question. What TV shows, Netflix shows, etc. are you currently watching? Your loyal pot's head, Asobi. As we all know, I watch many things. I am watching things. What's your favorite thing you're watching? That's a lie. It's a bullfish lie. You never watch TV. You don't have even seen The Officer Park. What a mistake. What about you, Parker? You like TV. I do like TV. Um, Right now, 
I we just watched. I think we're gonna start watching the show Dev, which I don't know anything about, but it's an FX on Hulu something, and it's the same people that did Ex Machina, which I really liked Ex Machina. Okay. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll find out what that is. Otherwise, my hero always. Um, Heck yeah, yeah. I I'm actually really watching that right I'm now. I'm watching too. that. Yeah, I, I legitimately am. I'm not lying. I'm, <laughs> I'm very slowly making my way through Full Metal Alchemist and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, FMA or Brotherhood? Brotherhood. Hell yeah. Yeah. My that's friend Mitch told one. me that's, to watch it, so I was like, okay. I'm not a big anime guy. Those are the two animes that I, I stand <laughs> You also for might like life. One Punch Man. I don't know if you tried it at all. That's another. I've seen some of the first season, okay. and it's very funny. It is I heard the funny. second season ain't great. It's, eh, yeah. That's what it's my fine. friend, who's like the super fan that made me watch it, uh-huh. told me, and I was like, oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of one of those things where the first season is supposed to be a standalone thing pretty much and that's it and then they're like you know we could keep this going people seem to it like blew it up. Money. let's make more money <laughs> yeah and that's and then they you can't really turn something like that into a serialized thing i think is the issue so those are some of the things i'm watching uh there's probably a bunch more we just finished the good place uh brooklyn 99 i think just came back a little bit ago yeah I need i've been to, watching that too i haven't watched the newest episodes yet and i need to it's a couple really good ones <sighs> yeah nine nine <laughs> nine Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine Nine and, and rewatching My Hero. Um, the the thing I'm watching right now that's like that I'm seriously following is uh, The Outsider. Mm-hmm. It's uh, that HBO series. It's based on a Stephen King novel, and it's uh, it's directed by um, what's his name? Oh my god, the guy from uh, from Arrested. Oh, Development. which one? Oh, it got Jason you. Bateman. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, Jason Bateman. Uh, stars in it and he's like the producer and he like directed a few of the episodes it's it's gotcha. good tv nice Real good tv um it's like a a mystery you know mm-hmm. kind of whodunit thing very nice. good so if you if you like dramas like that it's, it's worth checking out nice uh so jumping into some of the ones from our discord uh this one comes from left eye lazy with the upcoming release of ff7 remake finally coming in the mu- uh, in a month what are some nes n64 gamecube games that you'd like to see remade what no no super <sighs> nintendo games Rude. Nah, what are you doing uh that you'd like to see remade in that vein for switch and why is number one <laughs> conquers bad for a day oh my God. <laughs> i wouldn't say no to a conquers remake that'd be all right um i think in terms of the games I'd most want to see remade in like a from the ground up kind of way. Uh, I feel like it's 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 the stereotypical answers. Like I would love to see Mario sixty four done in mm-hmm. the Odyssey engine with like a good camera. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that's that's probably the the one that comes to mind for me right away. Like, I, it would be great to see like the. 3ds remakes that ocarina, we got for yeah. ocarina and majora's like do those again for switch like those are those are the things i'm like probably most itching for but if we're gonna go for like crazy stuff that like i feel like is unlikely i would love for them to do earthbound mother uh, or earthbound mother two mother yeah. three remakes in the style of um wait what you said yeah. Earthbound, oh, Mother 2, uh, Mother 3. Earthbound Beginnings, That's Earthbound, and no, Mother not. 3. Yeah. Earthbound is Mother 2. You, oh, Earthbound you, is Mother 2. You, okay, right. Dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just there say Mother 1, 2, 3. I, I would love to see those all done in the style of um, mm. Link's Awakening, mm-hmm. like the remake that they did. You know, I feel like that would be the perfect way to do it. Like, yeah. it already has that kind of yeah. like toy box yeah, that'd be a good feel one. to it. Right. Like, 
Let's, let's do, just do it. Uh, yeah, I, I'll know. do it. You know what? I hope that I hope that they do the opposite. So you know, you know how they saw like the, the opposite yeah, of like Earth. like the Link's Awakening uh, like. Uh, trailer and everybody was like mad that it was like this super serious anime thing and then we had this art style. I hope that Earthbound's like gritty looking like, <laughs> 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 it's like super adult. But they're still dressed uh, as kids but he's like obviously a 33 year old yeah. man with like a big old like, yeah. <laughs> 7 o'clock shadow and like 17 piercings but wearing the Ness hat just bags under his Let's eyes guy. yeah <laughs> But like, if it was like in that vein where they like pretty much completely changed everything about it, give me a Pokemon game, dude. Mm. Give me a Pokemon game with the Final <laughs> Fantasy VII uh, remake battle True. style. You know, give me one of those. That's not on NES and sixty four GameCube. It's that era, though. I mean, you know, it's on GameCube, Pokemon Coliseum. Make that a good game. Yeah, <laughs> bring back Pokemon Coliseum. You heard it here first. Yeah, man. The Oracle games would be great. Yeah, I mean, everybody's already talked about that. Yeah, but Oracle of Ages I'd be down. Seasons. I'm right yep. there with you. I love those games. Did he uh, call so Banjo Pilot, <laughs> dude? Actually, Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. I said redone. I, I said Banjo mm -hmm. Pilot. Though. <laughs> no, 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 I'm ignoring that. <laughs> and this next one comes from that. That doc guy, who's one of our Patreon supporters, uh, head over to patreon.com slash bluepots. Help us keep the lights and the mics on. Forgot to plug that <laughs> earlier. Please go over there and listen After Dark, too. It's a great program. Uh, similar vein to Left Eye's question, would you rather they port Wind Waker and Twilight Princess remasters, or would you rather they just remake other Zelda games? Mm. Both, please. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a cop-out. You're not allowed to say Is that. it? I just, I want... Did he, I did want... he say both was an option? Here, okay, here's what I mm -hmm. want. I want Wind Waker. I don't care about Twilight Princess because I don't really like it. Hey, me, me and Ocarina Pete, and Majora's. Same page. <laughs> and, and then the or, the Oracle's games. I mean, I am curious. At that yeah, point, I'm, I'm they happy. did. You know, they said at some point they want a Zelda game coming out every year. If Breath of the Wild 2 doesn't come out this year, what does that mean for Zelda games? You know, it means that the CDI probably games a remake of some sort, and then I'm down with that. Uh, it's the CDI games, obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. CDI trilogy. Um, yeah, man. I I would prefer Wind Waker. I've played Twilight Princess much more recently. Well, I I haven't played Wind Waker. Is the is the actual issue of it? I know. Oh, wow. I've got Wind it Waker? now. I, so oh. I bought a whole GameCube collection from my coworker. Um, after I had the Switch, so I, you know, just haven't really gone. I've just been playing Switch stuff. Uh, it's hard to sit down in front of a team and do it. But I would very much like to play Wind Waker, but I'd rather play it on Switch. So that said, bring totally. Switch. I mean, and the remaster yeah. on Wii U is so good. That's what I hear. True. So I would, I would yep. love for them to bring that over. I really, really, <laughs> really would. Uh, so this next one comes from Hello, Steve, Steve, my co-host, <laughs> who's not here. Hi. Hello, puppets. He's watching Baby Yoda. That's right. <laughs> Number one Baby Yoda fan on the internet. Yeah. With E3 on the brink of being canceled, what implications do you think this could have for Nintendo's annual I direct? I don't think there will be any, honestly. I think they'll just take the words E3 out of it. I think and do that's it anyway. the nice thing is you know? that like other companies would have to Are scramble either... a little bit. Um, I don't even know if E3's in the branding of the... They usually just name it like digital yeah, right. or whatever. No, they usually call it the E3 I don't know. Direct, don't they? 
Yeah, I think so. We got it. I mean, regardless, though, yeah, that would be really easy to take out if it's in there. (laughs) And if not, then it's not in there in the first place. So, like, yeah, totally. Yeah, literally on Nintendo, it's called Nintendo Direct for E3 2019 (laughs) on their YouTube I thought it was, like, digital event Uh or whatever is what they, like. But, I mean, that's all they Because I know that, like, the whole, like, thing, like, the everything that they do at E3 mm-hmm. with the Treehouse Live and all that stuff, I know that they brand that as, yeah. like, Nintendo at right, yeah. E3, 20, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think, but, honestly, the only yeah. thing would change, because they would probably still do the Treehouse stuff um, just at, you know, in Seattle just or whatever. From, right. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um, then the only stuff that it would change is just not having demos, which would, you know, would suck for people not to get to play demos, but they're not going to get to play anyone's demos, so it's, you know, kind of... It really wouldn't yeah. suck it, that for much. us as viewers. For Nintendo for specifically, wouldn't suck that much. Outside of we wouldn't see you know videos from Game Explain or whatever being like, "Hey, we played this demo. Here's our thoughts about it." But even that, I don't think that I don't think that's true. I think that it just could fly also them very out. well be. Say, hey. Other companies, on the other hand, that like you know Bethesda, for example, who definitely still thrives on well or tries to thrive on the live press conference thing they'll have to figure some stuff out. So they would have to know plenty in advance to be able to prepare something different, but Nintendo will be fine. And then once they do, E3's yeah. dead. If E3 Honestly, doesn't happen this year, there's I no totally E3 in 21. Yeah. I totally agree with you there. Yeah, people are I'm dropping totally out anyway. There. Yeah, it's, like, I, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Because all the companies are going to be like, whoa, at the, like at the end of the year when they're looking at the earnings, we have $5 million <laughs> extra dollars. We yeah, look at all this money we saved and we still got about the same level of promotion yep, as exactly. we would have gotten anyway. Right. For most of them. I think the people it's really gonna hurt is the indies and the smaller devs who get a bump from being yep. on the stage at E three. But like your Bethesda's, your Nintendo's, mm-hmm. your, you know, EA's, like all like they don't they're they'll they'll realize they're probably better yeah. off and that sucks. What but are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I mean, does it E three kinda <laughs> sucks. E3 kind of uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of E3. I love I'm, this I'm, season. I'm a fan of the you know the like everybody announcing stuff at this time, but we don't need E3 as a a, a thing, thing run by don't the have ESA E3, they won't and all that do stuff. That. They're garbage, dude. ESA needs to just leave, dude. I don't. I'm not. I don't. I'm, I don't think that the ESA doesn't have a lot to improve on, but I think that E. E3 as an event is the reason you get a week of everyone's announcing everything at the same time. Otherwise, we're going to have it be mm-hmm. like the direct cycle where it's just like you get it when you get it and you own the day and that's fine too. But, you know, like them putting out a Ghost of Tsushima trailer on PlayStation <laughs> Twitter today is way yeah. less hype than a PlayStation event. You know, like that's it true. just is. But this might be the reason why they double down on actual events because they did talk about like they're pulling out of e3 but they're going to go to more events <laughs> they try to go to pax but then you know and gdc yeah <laughs> we'll we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i i don't think it i don't think it affects nintendo's plans at all though yeah. if they have announcements they want to make then they'll make them yep. maybe a little earlier maybe a little later but that's that and honestly i'm gonna go ahead and make this prediction i don't wow. think we see a direct until around that time that's what i am starting to feel like mm-hmm I mean, I think we would have to then. I think there's gonna be there's got to be some games between Animal Crossing and E3, um, or you know, right after E3. But they could also put those out on Twitter. So I think if we start to see game announcements, big game announcements on Twitter, yeah, yeah, yeah no direct till E3. We will see. We'll see. Next one comes from Dereal Kip. What game are you hoping Intelligent Systems is making, and do you think they will release a new game this year? I don't think they'll release a new game Probably. this year. 
Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe. Well, let me see. Let me look up on I me. Mean, I think four years. It's been four years since Paper Mario Color Splash, which was everybody's favorite game ever. Um, <laughs> I think it's been four years since that. And it's if I remember right, it's every Paper Mario game was pretty much four years in between each other. Doesn't mean they would have to stick to it, but just looking off of that, um, could be another Paper Mario this year. That's the goal. Make a good Paper Mario. It could be. Yeah, and I mean the other thing is like they're also obviously known for WarioWare, and then we haven't like we had WarioWare Gold, but that's like yeah, you know. So I don't know. Like it could be either of those, but they you know they they have 169 employees too. And to your point, like they co-developed yep. three houses, and mm-hmm. you know Koei Tecmo did a lot of that heavy lifting. So I mean, I guess it's possible that they have a game coming out this year. I don't necessarily see it what i could see the is thing one is of those I th- games getting I, announced i don't know the paper mario for because I, I would guess it's paper mario i don't know um but uh, nintendo seems to these days do a lot of announcing within you know within a marketing cycle of a game coming out and i think paper mario is a pretty easy one like legend yeah. of zelda breath of the wild 2 i could definitely see it was announced at E3 last year. I could see it not even coming out this holiday because that's just the kind of game that could have a really long hype cycle for it. Um, Paper Mario could, but also I feel like that's the kind that they could be like, Paper Mario coming out in four months. And you're like, all right, here we go. So just depends on when they would announce it at that point, or they could just, you that's know, like you said, too. it could announce it this year for next year as well. Yeah, I think Paper Mario is in a weird spot because there are games, like it's definitely a game that when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, that's a game that's coming out four months. But I also thought that about Crafted World and they're like, yeah, Yoshi gets announced and they're like, true. we're delaying it a year. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> like I, I could have, like if somebody showed me that game and they were like, this was developed in a year, I could have yeah. looked, I could see that. Yeah. But they I mean, delayed it a year. Like, E3 that's 2017 wild. was a lot of like hype, hype generation kind of stuff. So that's a thing. But I don't know. Yeah. All right, so this next block of questions comes from Ram, one of the Lead Pods crew. We'll do I don't rapid know why fire. Ram sent me seven questions, <laughs> oh my but here they are. <laughs> what franchise do you think has grown the most thanks to Switch? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, Zelda. 100%. Jinx. Yeah. Uh, Zelda is a lot like Metroid in the fact that they are franchises that have a lot of cultural cachet, but often don't sell that many units. And the fact that Breath of the Wild is like one of the three best-selling things on Switch is mm-hmm. not. I think again, people think of Zelda that way, but like the last time that a Zelda game was a system seller like that was like yeah, because Wind Waker. Yeah. I mean, the GameCube still didn't even it sold twenty-two million copies, which is like that's not a lot, you know. I mean, it's not nothing, mm-hmm. but yeah, 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 exactly. Right, it's not that much. Yeah, totally. Not 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 what you would expect from a Zelda. Yeah, not not what you would expect from <laughs> yeah. something that is as big of a deal as yeah that. people think of zelda as being yep. like analogous to mario yeah. yeah like a pillar of nintendo and it's not yeah like, yeah for sure like, if we're talking mario about spin-off pillars, games sell better than zelda games yeah sometimes. exactly if we're talking about pillars the only real pillars that they have i would say is probably mario and pokemon where it's like everybody mm-hmm. knows that they're a big deal and they are big deals there's definitely other like, games mm-hmm. that are big deals but nobody thinks of them that way like animal crossing yeah is one Animal that's Crossing on and Fire Emblem are yeah. like they're sleeping giants. Exactly. Where they sell a lot, but, nobody but nobody thinks, thinks about, about it like that. Well, I don't even know if I would say Fire Emblem because Fire Emblem, like, what, Three Houses did like under three million or something like that. So, I, yeah, I yeah, and it doesn't, it's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So, I would say right, anyway. Animal Crossing, Pokemon, Mario. Mm-hmm. But and now maybe as far as like the ones that everybody thinks bit. of, Pokemon Mario. We'll see. <laughs> it's true. 
It's so close. It's almost yeah. at 10 million. It's creeping. <laughs> All of their games sell a ton of copies now because everyone loves the yeah, Switch. That's, that's the true. Thing. They have like six, uh, yep. 10 plus million sellers or whatever. It's ridiculous. How many Nintendo Switch docs do you have? Dose. And a half. I have three. I have, I have two and a half. <laughs> I split one. Uh, me, Mitch, and Nate, who doesn't work with me anymore, we went in all together on a dock for our office to have theirs so that if we wanted nice. to play in the break room. Um, but we don't use it very often, so I might just bring it home and have it be like a travel one for me or uh, actually recording one up here probably more likely. We could have used yeah. the dock. We could have used one of those. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I have one. one in my bedroom, mm-hmm. one in my living room to my main TV, and then one that's on my desk for, for yep. streaming. I just have yep. the one that's on my desk right now, and that's it. I have multiple chargers. <laughs> Do you usually play I four of those? <laughs> Do you usually play in here, AJ? Yeah, I usually if, do. Nice. Because if I'm not, like, the only thing that I play on my dock now is, like, Smash Brothers. Everything else, mm-hmm. if I'm going to play it, I'll just play it handheld. Yep. What's your favorite memory of the Switch? Uh, Probably right before it came out. Because that was like a whole thing, like the presentation and all that stuff. Like you went to go to New York and that's when I like physically met Bob. So that was <laughs> a great time. Bob was made a big deal. Freaking Bomberman R and was like, dude, it's the first game I played. This is the first game you played. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And it was the first game I played. And I was like, I hate this man. I'm never talking to him again. Because <laughs> uh, now that's the first game I played on Switch and I regret it. Mm-hmm. Not a great game. What about you, Parker? Yeah, I think... Um... Honestly, just like first picking it up that uh, we got our my bonus at work. We don't get until like the beginning of second quarter. And we had just moved into a new house and lived with some friends and we owed them some money from living with them. And we had literally exactly like four hundred dollars left over of the difference between money we owed them and how much I got for my bonus. And I was like, all right, here, Ashley, here's the thing. We've got $400. We can save it. We can do blah, blah, blah. Or we can buy a Switch and Breath of the Wild. And she was like, you should buy a Switch and Breath of the Wild. And so I did. And it was like, I called a bunch of stores. And there was one of them that had one left. And I was like, can you save it for me? And they said, yes. So I drove there and got it. And yeah, I think just like the early days are just great memories of the Switch. Yeah, because back then I wasn't jaded, and I was like, this is incredible <laughs> that I'm playing this in my hand. I'm playing freaking Breath of And I, like, yep. legitimately, like, you you weren't around with, like, Logan and all this stuff. So you don't you know of him probably passively. Yeah. But I was over Logan's house. It got shipped to Logan's house because I was, like, staying over his house for a little bit. Um, And I was like, he was like, yo, you want to go to get some drinks or whatever? Um, like from Walmart, and I was like, "No, I'm playing Zelda." And he was like, "Just take it with you." I was like, "Oh shoot, I can do that." <laughs> yeah, that's yep. that's my my favorite memory is one like that where it was uh, right. I mean, it, it was the holiday season after the Switch had come out, so it's December 2017, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had you know all all my friends were like home for the holidays, kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and so me and my friends who were local and the friends who had been away and come back or whatever, we're all hanging out and we're at my place playing switch and we're playing arms and we're all having a blast. And, and then, you know, all of, I don't smoke cigarettes, but all of them did. Mm -hmm. And they're like, all right, cool. Let's take a five and go out for a smoke. And I'm like, why would we stop? 
And they're like, what? And I, was, and I, and I, I just pulled it out, and they're like, oh, I forgot. That's crazy. And we literally were just outside, just still playing uh-huh. ours. And I was like, this is the commercial. Man, it's so great. This is the commercial, yeah. man. One yeah, more that story. was definitely like one of those yeah. things that people were like, we're never going to do that. And, and then you did it. One last story, because I mean, I could go on for a ton of things. I'm sure you guys could too. But um, we there was a uh a schlotsky's that's opening up which is like a sandwich place or whatever that was doing uh like first hundred people to get here on this morning get free sandwiches for a year which was one free sandwich a week for a year and me and my friends decided we were going to go out and do it and we brought our switches with us and it was 20 degrees fahrenheit which is very very cold um that's below freezing for for the celsius folks in there and uh yeah so we we did that and we were just playing in sleeping bags with our switches like in our laps and our hands inside the sleeping bags with the Joy-Con, and yeah. it was great. It was like just a fun memory. I've actually I've got one more, and then we'll close it out too. Um, I, we had a question from Chloe about our favorite indies, but uh, we are running long on the tooth, and I don't want DJ to stab me in the heart. <laughs> so um, my last one is uh, so back before I moved to to Philly, um, I me and my friends used to be regulars at a, a bar. In, like, it was, and it was like an old man, like divey kind of bar in uh, in the town where I grew up. And um, we knew the bartender there. He had, like he was like a friend of a friend kind of thing. We've known him for years. He started bartending there, so we followed him there. And uh, we were regulars there. And like every Monday, we'd all go and hang out. It was the kind of place where like I'd walk in, I wouldn't even like order a drink. He'd just give me my regular, you know. Nice. And I think it was the week after the switch came out, I called him. And I was like, yo, man, if I bring my Switch to the bar tonight, can we hook it up and play Mario Kart? And he's like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. We have four TVs. Go for it. <laughs> Usually we would like we'd like bring movies and stuff and play them or whatever. Uh-huh. And I was like, no, nah, let's, let's do Mario Kart. And I didn't tell any of my friends. So they just show up, and I'm there first with a drink in my hand, just like playing Mario Kart. Around. I was like, awesome. let's go, boys. Let's do it. Like, <laughs> and it was, it was an absolute blast. It's so great. <laughs> yeah, the the that – we all made fun of that Karen commercial, and I'll, I'll tell you what. I know. It's the best. I'll tell you what. It is. I'll tell you what. All right, so like I said, we're getting long on the teeth here, so I'm going to end this one now before TJ kills me. <laughs> uh, so before you guys bounce real quick, plug all the stuff. Let them know where they can find the Fanatic stuff. You can subscribe to us at YouTube.com slash Fanatics 4. You could go to twitch.tv slash Fanatics 4, and we'll stream there eventually, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can follow us. On Twitter, FNI is four as well, and we have our individual Twitters. I'm A McCray Jr. A M C R A E Jr. And Parker. I'm at Parker Deal. Yep. The obvious way to spell it. <laughs> There's like 50 and different yeah. ways to spell McCray, dude. <laughs> yeah. And go check out the Directly to You podcast, which is yeah. the last episode of uh, We Took Over. So yeah. go check it out. Yeah. I'm hoping that brings some some folks over to y'all's podcast too. It sounds like there's at least a couple of our regulars that were like, these guys are awesome. I mean, like, you guys have been on individual episodes, but you know, still. I but, think still getting the vibe of like, like just literally guest, just having like, a podcast in their feed already. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think is uh is God, good. except you know what a what a what a mistake it was to let Max host. I feel like that really they're like, oh, this is pretty good. If they go check out the real show, they're like, oh my god, so much better. <laughs> like, jeez. You know what? 
I agree. Max, I, agree. I thought you did a good job. I disagree. I, I, think. Listen, you, I know it's the bit, but I like people thinking listen, nice things. Here's the thing, here's the thing. I'm not saying he did a bad job. I'm just saying, like, if you were building a franchise, mm-hmm. do you want a major league hitter or a minor league mm. hitter? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's no shade. He'll get to the bigs one day. You Is want Mario to host a show? Or like- Toad, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Captain Toad. He's responsible. <laughs> Lies. Uh, well, thanks cool. again for joining me, you guys. I really appreciate you filling it in, and um, you know, hopefully, we can have you both back on again soon, uh, so that the feud doesn't kick back up. <laughs> uh, one more time, if you guys want to support our show, you can go and give us a like on your audio platform of choice. Subscribe to that RSS. You know, keep up with the show. Head over to Loopots.com if you want to check out our news and reviews. We've been turning out a ton of reviews lately. We've got a few more in the works right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, keep your eyes peeled over there. Uh, if you want to keep up with all the stuff that we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter and, uh, turn on notifications to, you know, know when any of our stuff goes live. Cause we're always tweeting it out. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash and support us at that $5 level to get access to our Patreon exclusive show after dark, where we talk about everything besides Nintendo, which, uh, can often be fun. Last week we talked about RE2 remake and music and all kinds of stuff so go check it out help us keep the lights and the mics on we greatly appreciate it and uh last but not least if you want to connect and get your thoughts right on the air like all the fine folks did in our mail pot section you can head over to our discord join the Potscast channel and uh, have your questions read there email me pete at lupots.com or go to our weekly twitter thread and get your thoughts in there and you'll have them right on the air just like uh, everyone else did this week so again thank you aj thank you parker we'll catch you next time for another episode of the